Today we're looking at the subject of faith and love. And the Bible makes it very clear that love is more than just words. That love is action. And in the same way, it makes it very clear that faith is more than just words. That too is an action. And John in 1 John 3.18 says this, about love. Let us not love with words only, but with actions and truth. And then James, following on with faith, talks about faith without actions or faith without deeds is dead. So we want to combine the two this morning and look at a man who expressed love in action. And the reason that he expressed love in action was simply because he was expressing his faith in action. And that man's name, as Steph spoke to the kids, was Hosea. And the book of Hosea shows love in action in three areas. First, it shows Hosea's love for God. Then it shows Hosea's love for someone else, and in his case, his wife. And then finally, it shows God's love for all of his people. So Hosea's love for God. Hosea ministered for 40 to 50 years in the northern kingdom called Israel. It wasn't just how he started Love is how you finish. 40 to 50 years, Hosea remained utterly faithful to God in good times, in bad times. He spoke God's word when it was favorable towards Israel, and he spoke God's word when it was actually disciplinary towards Israel. And what kept him going and what made him faithful in all that he did and spoke was he was passionately in love with God. He wasn't after a position. He wasn't after a claim. He was after pleasing the one that he loved. And as a result of Hosea's prophesying, Israel became very wealthy started living a luxurious lifestyle and then they went into sin. And as a result, they turned from God and began to experience extreme poverty. And it was at that point that Hosea is called upon by God to demonstrate God's eternal love to this nation which is now in rebellion against God and paying the price for that rebellion. God tells Hosea to marry an adulteress who was probably a prostitute and her name was Goma. And the reason that God told Hosea to go and to marry this woman was simply because 
God wanted Hosea to demonstrate through his marriage to someone totally unworthy of his love how God loves people. Why did Hosea do what God asked him to do when it was probably the last thing that he wanted. You see, the law expressly forbade priests to marry prostitutes or adulterers. And though it didn't expressly forbid prophets to do it, anybody who did do it would have the most massive question mark over their life in the eyes of other people. But you see, Hosea had learned to hear the voice of God. And Hosea was so in love with God that whatever God told him to do, he was utterly and totally prepared to do it. He was the living example of when Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments. Or put into air language, if you love me, Do what I say. And Hosea was a man who whatever God said to him, he was going to carry that out. He was going to do it whether it brought him acclaim or persecution. He was not going to give in. I'm reminded of a story of a 13-year-old girl in China in the days when I used to visit the unregistered church out there. And this 13-year-old girl was an ardent believer and lover of Jesus. And many of her family and friends were arrested and put into prison. And she went to the police station and she asked to be arrested because I love Jesus and I'm a believer and they told her to go away. And she went away sobbing and crying. And when asked why she was crying, because actually she was being set free, she said, aren't I worthy to suffer for the one I love so much? You see, we all think it's great and glorious and good and proves God's love for us and their love for God when everything's going right. But there are those who when everything's going wrong hold on and say I will love you whatever you allow to happen in my life and Hosea's one. In fact, the most dangerous prayer I ever prayed and constantly wish I'd never ever prayed it and it's years ago now, it was simply this. Lord, whatever happens in my life, I will always love and trust you. The problem was I didn't understand what I was saying. But he understood what I was saying and took me at my word. And there are times when I wish I'd never prayed that. 
Because when you pray that, folks, you get called to do strange things and you walk through difficult times, but he's with you. And grace and strength is available to get you through. And in the words of Job, this is what Job prayed. Even if he slays me, I will always love and trust him. And you know what happened? He loses everything. But he never gives up on the one he loves. See, love is an action. It's the inspiration to worship him. It's the inspiration to come together as community. It's the inspiration to tell others how great and good our God is. It's the inspiration to serve one another. Not to gain something, but because we passionately love Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit. And Hosea is a passionate lover of God. Am I? I hope so. Are you? I believe so. But only you and I can answer the question. Love is an action and an action for God and an action to God. And then there's Hosea's love for another and in this case his wife called Goma. And Hosea's love involved a price. It cost something. As we heard in the children's talk Goma goes off and she goes off and she commits adultery with not just one person, but with uh, many people. And in the end, she ends up a slave. And whether she's the slave of an ex-lover or whether she's put for sale in the slave market is not absolutely certain. But what is certain is this. This woman who was married to a man of high repute becomes a common slave. And that's always, beloved, the price of continued sin. Playing with sin always leads to bondage of one kind or another. Jesus said in John 8 and verse 34, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But Hosea's name means salvation. And he's going to pay a price to get his wife back. And so he either goes to her owner or he goes down to the slave market and he pays 15 shekels plus a pile of barley. Now 15 shekels was the redemption price of a slave plus the value of the barley that Hosea took for her. It cost him to express his love 
to someone else. And that is always, always something that the Christian carries with them. To express God's love to the community, to express God's love to your family, to express God's love to your workmates will at some point cost you something. Because to love someone else costs reputation, costs money, costs time, costs space, costs giving up things we would love to do at that moment because someone else needs their help. But Hosea's love for his wife not only cost him something, he didn't dwell on the past and keep ramming home to her her failures. In Hosea 2.14, this is what Hosea says to his wife, although he's also prophesying God's heart to Israel. Therefore, Behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. The valley of Achor means the valley of trouble. I will give her the valley of trouble and turn it in to a door of hope. I will allure her and speak comfortably to her. I'm not prepared to keep bringing up the past. God doesn't keep bringing up mine or your past. And we have no right brothers and sisters to keep on bringing up someone else's past we have the privilege to open a door of hope and make the valley of past trouble a doorway into a future of good and of glory and lastly God's love for his people is redeeming. Like Hosea, Jesus' name means salvation. You should call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And like Hosea, it's cost him something. But unlike Hosea, Jesus redeemed us not with silver or gold but with his precious blood as of a lamb without blemish or defect. 1 Peter 1.18 Cost his life or as someone once put it you were the highest valued product in the supermarket 
and God paid the highest price to get you. And that means you can be or have been totally restored. You're never a failure again. Not in the eyes of God. Hosea 14 and verse 4. God says, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For my anger is turned away. God shows us the way to love. By extravagantly loving us. And it doesn't mean that we can do what we like from then on. If you look at Hosea 3, chapter 3 and verse 3, he says to his wife after he's paid for her and brought her back, you're not to be an adulterer anymore. You are to live with me and I will live with you and there's no other men that are going to appear on the horizon. And to be totally restored and utterly forgiven by God doesn't mean you can just do what you like. It means that sometimes you'll be disciplined. We haven't got time to look at Hebrews 12, 5, 6, but it basically says this. Don't despise God's discipline in your life because it proves that you are his child and he's doing it so that you can live holy before him and know how much he cares and loves you. And God's love for his people overcomes all failure. In Hosea 1, 6-8, Hosea is told to name his children this, Lo Ruhama, meaning no mercy and lo am I meaning no people that's what he's to call his kids and so every time they hear their name being called or people hear their name being called it's saying God will have no mercy and they're no longer his people and then in Hosea 2 verse 23 after the compassion of God wells within God's own heart. He said, for him who had no mercy, I will have mercy. And I will say to those who were called not my people, I will say, you are my people. Total, total restoration and so we're left with a challenge do we love God and we do whatever he requires of us no matter how hard will we love others paying any price to express the love of God to them and will we love them without constantly raking over the past? And will we go out and demonstrate God's love 
to a community around us and a nation in which we live. The top 10 wealthiest people in Great Britain are worth nearly 102 billion pounds. At the same time, nearly 4 million children live in poverty and nearly 2 million of those in severe poverty and nearly 5,000 of them are here in Littlehampton and Bognor. Where's the church in the nation that will stand up and say these things should not be. They are not a sign of the love of God. We'll do something about it. And that's why it's so good to hear what you brothers and sisters, us together, are doing about it. But there's a lot more across the nation yet to be done. Let's pray. Father, sometimes it's very hard to do what you require of us because it costs us something. And yet at the same time, Lord, you've shown us the way for it cost you everything and you gladly did it to bring a world back to yourself, to redeem us and to redeem those who would put their trust in you. And so this morning we want to say to you, Lord, help us in every situation of life to demonstrate your love all of the time to all of the people that we meet. For Jesus' sake, amen.